0: Welcome to Biteside. I'm Seamus Byrne. This week I'm talking to Naveed Kavari, Narrative Director on Far Cry 6. The game is now out and it is a fun romp in a uh, fictional Caribbean nation... Uh, but what I really liked about my time at the game is some of the really cool sort of narrative elements and so I was really excited to talk to Naveed about that. We talk about the acting performances, about trying to trying to instill some heart into a game that is ultimately about uh, going crazy with weird and wonderful weaponry in a fascinating place. So here's my chat with Naveed Kavari, narrative director of Far Cry 6. In the hands-on session, I the big thing that jumped out that I think would be great to talk about is, you know, how you feel like you put the heart in the right place because there was a lot of kind of subtleties about the interactions with the characters and things that did feel really good. Like, you know, that there's there's plenty of times in games where you sort of go, oh, I'll forgive it because it's a game. So, mm. st- you yeah, know, the storytelling could probably be better or the scripting could probably be better. But it, it felt really compelling and even just and you know like the casual interactions with uh with characters in the different uh hubs was really cool so i you know i what was the way that you tried to think about that idea of i guess so quickly building the connections between characters
1: yeah i think uh well first of all thank you for for saying that and and warming my heart right off the bat here um i think the the main thing when, when we started was we wanted this to be an absolutely epic story. So a revolution, by definition, needs to feel epic. Um, but also, uh, when you're telling a story about revolution, it means it needs to be character driven. These are people with their own opinions and beliefs and ideologies, and, and they need to feel real and, and, and natural. Um, and that actually started uh, right from the get go was we wanted to make sure that no matter who the character is, uh, they still have a heart. Whether they're a villain or a hero, they still have to, they have a heart and a heartbeat and you need to find the pulse. Um, and I think the, the, the main thing is that also comes from uh, studying revolution itself. We like to think of. You know, guerrillas, uh, and, and revolution, revolutionaries as sort of homogenous, one homogenous group, uh, black and white, two sides fighting each other, where if you peel back the onion a little bit, they're filled with different Opinions and belief systems, and and factions fighting for who should be in charge, and and that kind of thing. And so, um, we wanted to sort of pull back the curtain a bit and and show those dynamics uh, in full display. Because for every single person, you know, they have their own reasons. Uh, for fighting the revolution, whether it's, uh, you know, for for family, for pride, for the flag, or to shoot guns, you know, that that's also something so, you know, uh, uh, that was very important for us to try and capture.
0: You've mentioned in other interviews that you you did work with, like historic revolutionaries at the time, or at least you know, like you, you interviewed some of them or have kind of looked into some of those histories to can you sort of talk a little bit about that kind of background research?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was a there was a very long period of research. We we spoke to uh you know, we did have a research trip for example to Cuba where we, we did speak to revolutionaries um and heard their stories and and uh were were inspired by them. We also spoke to uh revolutionary uh fighters who will remain nameless that were that are not from Cuba and were part of other um you know, uh or uh, events uh throughout history. Um, and at the same time it was incredibly important to to myself and the team that you know when we were setting out to make this game it wasn't like we would have one check At the end uh, of authenticity and representation and diversity and inclusion, but rather that we would have multiple gates and checks throughout production Um, and also not with one person, you know, with with different because, you know, it's not like one person uh, can hit a check mark and say, you know, everything's everything's right. Um, So we did it with historians. We did it with, uh, you know, we had a professor uh, from Tulane University, Ana Lopez, who was Fantastic. Um, we had we brought on uh, actually um, uh, two uh, uh, two writers uh, who are Latinx, and and at the same time we we spoke to like you were saying revolutionary. So really, it was trying to build as as broad a, 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 a sort of a, a sensitivity check uh, as uh, we could, and thus make it feel natural and real and i'm so thankful we did it because uh I, I think when you play the game you feel the sense that that you know you know it's fun it's crazy it's far cry but there is a sense that that some of these conversations did take place at some point in history and and uh, and this feels real so uh that's my hope anyway
0: there's even sort of some of the sequences that I really enjoyed and, you know, not giving anything away, but there's characters you haven't seen yet, but you start interacting with them over, you know, over like a, a comms mm-hmm. headset sort of a setup. And, mm-hmm. and, and even in those kinds of moments, there's some lovely playfulness attached to the conversation, but that also does feel like it's, you know, it speaks to these people have been through an awful lot and, mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, whether it's, they're kind of enjoying themselves at this stage in their life, but also, you know, okay, well, we've got to convince them to get back in the fight, all those kinds of mm-hmm. interesting sort of elements to it. But, you know, how do you approach trying to build those kinds of moments where clearly, you know, there's, you're, you're genuinely in the, in the thick of playing the game in that, in that process, but that yep. you've kind of got this nice little lead in so that even before you then, stand in front of this character that you already have this kind of cool sense of who they might be?
1: Well, those are actually some of the trickiest uh, lines uh, to write because, you know, um, you don't want to detract from – the moment to moment gameplay. Right. But at the same time, you want to, uh, each line should have a bit of meaning attached to it. So I think, you know, it comes down to a little bit of what I was saying before of, of there's no, there's no wasted dialogue. If, if someone's gonna, gonna speak to you over the radio, there needs to be an intent and, and purpose around it. And really, um, what we tried to do is, um, in a lot of ways, I, I talked about this, uh, and I don't know if it makes sense, <laughs> even <laughs> as I'm saying it, Get but it. <laughs> democ- democratize uh, our tools, uh, you know, as opposed to having, you know, 10 minute six cinematics for example uh, you know chop it up spread it out through the the characters in the world instead of uh, and give them some uh, some room to shine whether it's in vo or, or in cin- cinematics and you know we talk a lot about the the villain you know anton uh, as we're doing these sort of press uh, these press events as we should we spent a hell of a lot of time <laughs> trying to nail the villain but uh what i always try to do is and maybe it's my uh, i live in a perpetual underdog uh, state uh was i wanted people to i wanted the heroes i wanted the revolutionaries to stand toe to toe i want that that's what i'm hoping is uh, the secret weapon when people play far cry 6 is they'll love uh giancarlo's uh performance they'll love anton uh but they'll stay for the revolutionaries <laughs> <laughs>
0: And how much space do you create when you're working with performers like, you know, Giancarlo Esposito? Because, mm. again, I'm sure you, you need the script to be pretty tight for the way it might flow. But, right. but all of those performances uh, across sort of all the different characters that I have interacted with so far, you know, felt really great, and it great. it kind of felt like that that they had room to really perform
1: yeah you know that's a philosophy thing again uh, you know speaking uh, to someone else about this we really tried to structure the narrative process uh, around uh, around TV television um, where we had uh, a series of writers rooms um, and uh, we worked through story pitching ideas against the wall writing scripts going through the scripts debating over coffee and and rage about them um, and then uh, moving into uh you know shooting uh you know there was you know i kind of took on a bit of a showrunner in television you'd have a showrunner on set um and then we had an amazing cinematics director grant harvey who was you know 30 years in film and tv and we we just worked together with the the actors uh and and stepped through the through the scripts uh and much to you know <laughs> everyone's uh chagrin uh if that's the right way to say the word um I'm a firm believer in in until the actor says it, it's not final. Uh, because if they they're saying the line and it uh, it feels like there's marbles in their mouth, because you know I went off on a poetic uh, you know Jack Kerouac streak or something, you know, and this was going to be Hamlet. Um, you know, I, I try not to treat any of it precious, and and our writers as well were the the same way if they were on set or in the VO booth. Uh, so that was the philosophy, and I think you know, folks like not to get long winded, but folks like uh, Giancarlo really enjoyed that. You know, for example, um, we were shooting him, we were shooting Anton for I think it was about two weeks, a uh, two week stretch, and um, we me and him had a conversation about what Anton's thoughts on architecture might be. <laughs> you know, and so that night I was sort of inspired and I, I wrote a, uh, a minute and a half scene just based around that. And then we shot it the next day, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I had to think of budget. Keep it simple. You know, this this uh, it's a scene you'll you'll know. I'll just tease. It's a scene around the table. But, um uh, you know, that was the kind of fluidity that I think uh, leads to surprises. Uh, and I hope that's what folks find when they play.
0: Mm. I mean, there's a scene on on the boat, sort of near the start, that just, you know, it. I, I felt like it sells so many of the 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 characters and what the motivations mm. are going to be through the rest of the game so well. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's all about those. Are you actors. talking
1: about the boat ride, or are you talking yeah. about the boat um, de- the boat ride on? on yeah, right. like, curious. Yeah, way. as you're as <laughs> you're escaping the uh, the boat ride that
0: gets uh, yes. yes, yes, and <laughs> someone turns up and take someone away.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I I mean, I think that's in the trailer, but but yes, sorry. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm I'm being super careful. Curiosity.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, Look, so, you know, I think Ubisoft over the years, the whole politics thing has always been famously sort of shifting, but you've really planted a flag in this discussion. How do you feel like, you know, you've done your best to kind of represent that idea that a game can be powerful, political, really speak to some truths and still be a great game.
1: Yeah. It's a good question you know I was a little bit uh, I've tried to be sort of candid about this. I was a little bit uh, caught off guard you know I, I'd, I'd done an interview that had sort of cut off a quote <laughs> that I'd given and, and it made it it seem like uh, you know I said that our games uh, this game isn't political which it absolutely is. So that's sort of where the the statement came from um, and it, it, to me it, it, it's just a given. Uh, so, like, I never really actually stopped to think about it, um, as you know, whether we're political or or not. I think, you know, I said it in my statement that you know, a revolution story is political, and you can go even by further extension, any art or any anything yeah. you put into the world will have a, a political slant. Uh, it, it just depends what are you trying to say, and I think. Um, you know, this game will tackle, uh, you know, the, the, the rise of fascism that we've seen, you know, in the, in the last uh, few years around the world. It will talk about LGBTQ plus uh, rights. It will talk about the effects of imperialism and and how much responsibility does Anton have uh, as opposed to the rest of the world have uh, for the situation that Yara is. And so that's, without not getting getting into too much, too many spoilers. But I think for me, um, we just wrote the story that felt right and uh, we weren't challenged on that at any point during the production. Um, so, you know, whatever comes out and, and the way people see it, uh, you know, I don't have an excuse to say, well, uh, oh, I wasn't able to tell the story we wanted to tell. It's not that at all. Like, uh, you know, we, we, we told a, a political story and, and we'll see how people feel about it. Yeah.
0: And it sounds like getting the right people in the room helps to give it the you know that it isn't you know random dudes of long way away just making up a story
1: (laughs) exactly and i think that's where our authenticity experts uh shown they they helped us cover our blind spots i'm not here to say we 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 did it right you know that's not for me to say but we tried and i think um hopefully uh uh, folks feel that when they when they play Mm.
0: and so as a wrapping up point when you think of yeah you know, far cry is always as a series it's about creating these kind of big open spaces to explore mm-hmm. when it comes to almost like in that you know early phase i mean how do you try to drop cute little narrative bombs all over this amazingly wide open <laughs> space you know apart from the the core story there's always that nice thing mm-hmm. where you might bump into other little interesting you know, story moments well, around the place. We,
1: we had a, we had sort of a philosophy that, um, uh, we didn't like using the word side mission. Uh, I, I tried to banish that, uh, as, as much as I could, uh, from our minds. I, we just, uh, the way we approached it was, um, you know, there's, there's our campaign, there's our, you know, the fight against the revolution, but there's also going to be characters, uh, that are, that are living in their own sort of bubble, um, but no matter who you meet in Far Cry 6, even if they, uh, don't have an opinion on the revolution, uh, they still exist in the context of a revolution. (laughs) If you kind of not to get all, uh, esoteric or philosophical about it, but, um, and so I think that actually that philosophy sort of helped there's, you know, it gave room for the writers to play and have fun and our, and our LDs and our artists um, to sort of uh, branch away and, and do their own thing. But it still feels like it's part of Yara. It still feels like you're in this uh, singular experience. So um, it's very difficult to explain until <laughs> someone's actually played. But uh, <laughs> hopefully you know what I mean with the brief uh, glimpse you got. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Look, Naveed, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, this is great. Thank you. Those are great questions. I appreciate it.